Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight brought to you by Good Egg Investments. I, of course, am your host, Rye Russell. And with me today, like every episode, we bring just the most amazing and fascinating entrepreneurs and investors to the show to talk a little bit about how they got into real estate investing and how they've made real estate investing an impactful part of their portfolio. And so today I would love to welcome my new friend, Cedric. Welcome so much to joining me on the spotlight. Yeah, thank you very much, Ryan. I'm really happy to be here. Really excited to have a, a chat with you. Cedric, one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of investors that get into real estate, that this may not be the first thing that was that was on their mind. It may not have even been what they went to college for and studied. So I would love to know a little bit more about what your background is and what do you do before you got into real estate? Sure. Yeah, I can tell you about that. I would be happy to do so. Uh, so as you can hear, I'm French. Um, I studied in France. Uh, I have a PhD in organic chemistry. Uh, I went to school. I was raised with uh, the approach of, okay, go to school, got a good grade, get a diploma, get a good job, and eventually retire and enjoy. And so that's what I did pretty much. And I love the science and pretty much the chemistry and studied, had fun. And uh, did my PhD in France and then come to the U.S. later to do a, a postdoc uh, back almost, I mean, it has been 17 years, actually, almost to the date today. Wow. And uh, today what I'm doing, I'm a, I'm a manager in a chemical company. I'm based in uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, that's my uh, W-2 job. Amazing. Who, so you, would you have ever have imagined that you would be a real estate investor when you were in university? Not really. Um, so I, I, I never realized, actually, I have this entrepreneur mindset, um, but I had to go through through step in my journey in my life to realize that. So initially, that was not the case. I mean, I thought about real estate at the time when I was a student, thinking about flipping houses. I like the concept of, okay, you take a house, you add some values, and you resell that for a good value. Uh, at the time, I thought to do so, you have to do that on your own to be able to make some money. Um, it was kind of a naive approach, I guess, but uh, that's where I saw that at the time. And so I put that on the side. I said, okay, that's cool. I mean, I'm not really handy. I'm not really patient. Um, I thought, okay, put that on the side. I'm doing good at school. Let's focus on my W2 career, I would say. So um, I had that, but I never thought I would, I would really look into that further. 
I don't know that I have ever related with a sentence so much more in my life. I'm not very handy and I do not have a lot of patience. Man, do I embody that. Hi, <laughs> uh, it's good to know. So what is the the perfect type of investment deal for you, Cedric? What are some of the past successes that you have had? So uh, my career in real estate is pretty, it's a, it's a young journey, I would say. I started recently, right? Um, so maybe what I can share is, um, so I started, I bought a single family home here in Austin that I use as a rental. Uh, what I did is it was a three bedroom, two and a half bath. I actually upgraded that to a fourth bedroom. There was enough room on the den to build another uh, room. And so that was good to increase my cash flow. So that's, that's helpful. And right now what I'm focusing on pretty much is doing hard money lending. So uh, I'm working in a syndication group and we put our money together and finance projects in the Austin area, real estate projects. And my main, main focus right now, this is going pretty well. Uh, right now, my new uh, hobby, I would say, is focusing on uh, commercial multifamilies in Austin. And the goal is to add some properties like B or C class, do some add value, increase your income, decrease your OPEX, to increase your NOI, and get a better return. So that's my main focus right now. That's amazing. Was the single family home, was that your first flip? Yeah, I mean, we are still renting it. So, um, oh, oh. yes, actually, yeah, it was. Actually, I really started late. It was two years ago. Um, I had kind of um, yeah, some money to play with, actually. And um, um, I decided, okay, let's do this. Uh, initially, that was not my goal. Um, as I mentioned, I was raised with a W2 mindset, the rat race, I would say. So my main focus was more to enjoy life and spend money, I would say. And I mean, that was the way I saw that, enjoying life by spending some money and Initially, I was supposed to build a pool and I decided, hey, uh, with my wife, we talked about, say, let's build in real estate. And I think that was a wiser decision, uh, building more asset, and not more liability. I love that because I just sold uh, one of the first properties I ever had purchased and it was a duplex and I added a bathroom to both units. I added a master bedroom to, to one of them. And it was something that was a, like a five year kind of a approach of that. I was able to, to rent out one unit completely while working on the other and still having a tenant in there. And then it just worked out so well that as I was able to add rooms and add bathrooms, then it ended up being really good for like medical students and mm -hmm. kept the property until then we flipped the upstairs and then we flipped the property. And so it was just one of those things where for me, I, you know, I was also, you know, not thinking that real estate investing was, was a portfolio. It was a, it was a long-term play, you know, to me, it was, you know, here's a property, I'm going to hedge my cost. And then it just, my mind started to click, you know, at each new tenant, it allowed mm -hmm. me to kind of see the opportunity. And so, you know, obviously we have uh, some, some overlaps in, in backgrounds as well, you know, coming from, you know, different, you know, chemical and chemistry backgrounds and, and studies and saying, look, if, if we want to I don't want to say expedite to retirement because I think Cedric, you're a lot like me. That retirement is kind of this phase in life. It doesn't mean that that we're done doing stuff. It's just it's a, just another phase. And so, you know, as we look to kind of enter that phase, real estate is is such an opportunity. And so, I'm curious, what took you to Austin? 
Well, um, so I've been kind of in different cities in the U.S. As I mentioned, I've been here for uh, 17 years now. I've uh, yeah. been in Detroit, Michigan area. Then I spent 10 years in California. And then um, I got actually contacted by a headhunter. I was working in California, a good job there, a uh, good career. And someone proposed a job in Austin. Um, and so that was pretty interesting because the year, the same year, that was in summer 2016, actually, in January, we were talking with my wife that, you know, I mean, we've been in California 10 years. It's a beautiful state. We also love traveling, discovering new culture, new people. And we thought, you know, one day maybe we can relocate to Austin, Texas. We like the heat, actually. Some people don't, but we do. And we thought it's a pretty nice city. It looks like there's a good vibe there. And out of the blue, I got this contact for a job in Austin. So that kind of, I mean, got my attention there and looked at the job and eventually I got the job. So Pretty much that's kind of my uh, W-2 career. Maybe relocate here. That, that's how it happened. Yeah, I'm, I was curious because I saw in your background that you were in the Bay Area and obviously there's a lot of opportunity there. But I've noticed a lot of investors from the Bay Area have been taking a hard look at Austin, at Dallas, and at some of the at some of these Texas, Texas big metros because the housing opportunity there has, has just been so incredible. And so as you're vetting you know, new deals and potential deals, is the Austin market? something that that you're really looking at deeper or are there other markets in the U.S. that have your interest as well? So initially, I was kind of open to any markets and I looked into the Austin first to look at the numbers because it's my backyard as well. I think it's easier to connect to people, to meet people. Obviously, with COVID, it's, it's a bit more difficult, but still, and I know better the area. And looking at the numbers, a lot of different criteria, I think Austin, I mean, hit check all the boxes, to be honest. Like, I mean, we have a huge migration. We get like more than 100 people per day coming here. Uh, you have the tax incentive, obviously, which is good. A lot of business are relocating. I'm sure you heard recently about uh, Tesla coming. Uh, there is uh, Apple. I mean, we call that the, the Silicon Hill now. Uh, and, and the people coming, I mean, there is really, this city is really booming right now. And what we call the rent share to wallet is pretty good as well, too, meaning how much people can afford of rent based on their medium income. So everything is there and it's pretty diversified economy too. So that's the main reason I'm looking to Austin. I try to specialize here. Uh, at the same time, I'm also networking as you are a lot and I meet a lot of people, investors all over the US. And I'm still open to other deals as well too. Like I'm, I'm talking right now to someone uh, looking to invest potentially in the deal uh, in other places. I mean, if the number makes sense, you know, I mean, there's no reason to say no, right? I mean, um, so I'm open to anything, but personally, I'm specializing in Austin. So if people are interesting, that's what I do. I provide information and, on, on the market. Amazing. And I love that entrepreneurial mindset of if it's the right deal, I'm sure as heck not going to say no. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, that's uh, that's the idea, right? I mean, if you make number and you see that other cities are doing well, I mean, you have a lot of, uh, especially the Sun Belt, we call it the States, right? A lot of them are doing good right now. People are moving, especially with the, the fact people work from home. I think people are more considering quality of life, depending where they want to be. Obviously, you can go anywhere. Uh, nothing wrong with all the states, but a lot of people are trying to move in the south right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that as well, too. 
I mean, I'm here in Maine, in the Northeast, and I'll tell you, this has been one of the most mild winters that we have ever had here. I mean, there's virtually no snow on the ground. So I know a lot of my friends that, you know, the temperature is still helping them uh, influence their decision to move south. But I spent some time in the Bay Area. I lived in Oakland and Alameda and San Jose. And so I I would love to kind of talk about this because so many people, you know, our audience is, is all over the world and, you know, all over the United States. And I know a lot of people hear about the housing and the rents in the Bay Area. And so I, you know, I don't know if people can really, you know, have something that they can engage that next to. So do you mind with me real quick, you know, kind of sharing with everybody what you are seeing in terms of what you could buy and what rents were in the Bay versus Austin, Texas, and what the housing looks like there? Because these are two different worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, on the, the San Francisco and the Bay Area, I haven't looked too much into the rent recently. Um, the only thing I can tell you is, well, I mean, obviously the housing is is different, right? What you can buy in the Bay Area, I mean, to find something decent, uh, you have to spend close to $1 million. I mean, if you want to buy a single family home, and uh, for instance, in Austin, you don't have to spend that much money for the equivalent at the same time. Um, for the rent, I mean, the the biggest takeaway from what I see is actually um, in the Bay Area, you don't get too much of the cash flow because uh, you can get a high rent, but you pay so much for a single family home first in the pricing, even multifamily, to be honest, uh, it's, it's pretty expensive. So you pretty much, your, your, your perk here is pretty much the, the appreciation that you play with. Uh, you can read the news as well, too. You can see, I think uh, it's, it's one of the first in the in the latest year that in the Bay Area in San Francisco, I think the rent have slightly decreased uh, because actually uh, first people cannot afford to live in the city. I know a lot of people in this situation. And at the same time, the, the cost of living is so expensive in California because obviously it's a golden state. It's beautiful. There are a lot of things to offer. It's crowded. So looking on the real estate investment on my side, what I'm looking at to me, the Bay Area is not really an opportunity. I would say at this point, I got lucky, actually, if I can, if I may share this experience, when I bought my house, actually, I was able to buy a house in California after the recession, the 20, uh, 2007, 2008 recession, because everything was too expensive. So I bought a house in 2011 and I resold it when I came to Austin five years later and I made a 60% appreciation value. So that's where you actually, you make a lot of money, but overall, overall getting some cash flow is really, really difficult today. I mean, it's, it's. I would say, unless some few deals you can find, it's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And that's why people are also moving away, looking at other places to invest and also leaving the, the California, the state. In I'm sorry, it's not maybe the, the answer you were expecting, but that's what I can give you. No, it, I love that answer because their cash flow is such an important piece to any investment deal. So right. I love the example that you give because I'm sure at the time we are always making a real estate decision as an investment, but my guess is you made a decision based off of where you wanted to live and, and where you and, and your family wanted to be. And then you were able to obviously leverage that into something that, that became, you know, a valuable asset. So I, I love the fact that you talk about that because 
when looking at a deal, there there's always the cash flow and then you know the appreciation in terms of you know what is that deal worth. And you're right, as investors, sometimes if you're looking at California, there is a huge sacrifice on cash flow because the cost of money, you know, would, would just be higher for a property. And so, you know, really looking at that and looking at markets where cash flow can really be king in an opportunity. Uh, that's why I was just so curious if Austin, Texas, because so many of my friends had been moving from the Bay to Austin for that kind of strategic reason of maybe they had a property, they cashed out, and then they were able to buy two or three income generating properties. So just amazing example there. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So now, Cedric, before we wrap up, I'm curious, you know, as you, you know, we have an amazing audience here with investors, as I had mentioned, from all over. And so I'm curious, what types of deals really get you excited now? And, uh, you know, what types of partnerships are, are you looking for in your business? Sure. So right now I'm looking into, as I mentioned, multifamily property. Usually I'm looking to be in C-class and try to add some value. So what I'm looking at, I mean... Um, one of the general description would say some property that are usually mom and pop owned uh, properties uh, where people necessarily don't look at the multifamily commercial, I mean, the, the property as a business and sometimes don't optimize the way they could get money out of it in a sense. So my goal is pretty much trying to uh, buy some property between 10 and 50 units. I'm trying to not to play too small to be away from what we call casual investors, people who are looking at fourplex or duplex or things like that. But I don't want to be too high in the 150, 200 range of the institutional investor. Austin is a competitive market, but at least there is this niche between which I think there is some room to play. And so the goal is to buy the property, to do some uh, rehab, potentially increase the, um, the occupancy. Usually this kind of property has an, are under uh, distress a little bit. They are not optimized. And also looking at the OPEX, trying to decrease the expense, uh, for instance, implementing reps, um, also trying to bring the market up to rent. So their goal is actually to get a bigger NOI, so you get a better, better return of your investment. And to keep the property for like five to seven years and just at the end reassess what you want to do with it. Do you want to reset it, keep it if it's performing? And if we reset it, everybody agrees, try to reinvest the money uh, into the next property. Awesome. So that's pretty much my uh, business model right now. Great. Well, in Cedric, what is the best way to connect with you and to stay in touch with you? Sure. Yeah. So you can find me on uh, LinkedIn uh, at uh, Cedric Mayer. Uh, I will be there. I'd be happy to connect with you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram at Cedric.33. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. And if you have any Anybody has any question, just to know, to be to understand things, uh, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm, I'm really a believer that your network is your net worth. So reach out. You never know. If you want to learn things where I've been so far, I can help you. Don't hesitate. There's no stupid question. So please. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all of you for joining us and tuning in to Real Estate Syndication Spotlight by Good Egg Investments. We're always so excited to have you join us. And 
we will be sure to include all of Cedric's socials and means of contact in our show notes. So that way, if you're interested with connecting with Cedric more, which of course I know you all are, you will be able to do that by going to the link on our website. So again, thank you all so much. And Cedric, thank you. No, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to chat with you, Ryan. And we'll see you on the next episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com. And please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the real estate syndication spotlight community.